It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My Michelle Live Health Watch. She's writing a prescription for hope. Here's Michelle. Hey, thank you for joining in on My Michelle Live. We on Wednesdays take on health. Health in ways that you're not hearing often in most of the media, where there just seems to be a single narrative, single tone, and yet there's so much more that you could know about your health that could give you vitality and life to you and your family. But it seems that we don't want to hear all of that anymore. We're more interested in that single narrative and it is causing some big issues. There's a thing called informed consent. Now informed consent is a principle in medicine and in law that a patient should have sufficient information before making medical choices that could affect them and their families. So enter our guest today who was, who had written a paper, written, uh, gathered some data and did research on some of the adverse effects of vaccines in general for children and found that many of the children who have been vaccinated are sicker more often than children who aren't. That's something we should be looking into. Why is that? Uh, what is it about our natural immune system that might actually be superior? Interestingly enough, before I introduce my guest, we're not talking about an anti-vax doctor. In fact, he wrote, co-authored the book that we've talked about often on My Michelle Live, The Vaccine-Friendly Plan, which talks about how to utilize vaccines to the best ability for your family. He just said, we should know everything we need to know. How will vaccines get better if we're afraid to challenge them? And so here we are today where the Oregon Medical Board on uh, December 3rd, almost exactly a year ago, doctor uh, decided, oh, you got to be out of here. You're a danger to people because, well, you like informed consent. Dr. Paul Thomas is a pediatrician, father of nine, author, as I said, of the vaccine-friendly plan, and our guest today, Dr. Paul, delighted to have you on today. Oh, thanks, Michelle, and it's a real privilege to be on your show. This is where we have gotten into this weird tribalism of not understanding that you don't have to be anti-vax to say, I want to question some things. There's adjuvants in vaccines that maybe we should be concerned about. Is there another way? Uh, we've had issue over uh, using fetuses of aborted babies in, in some of our vaccines. Ew, let's see if we can do something else. We get better when we utilize science. Why are we now becoming science deniers and saying, no, you can't question. No, you can't uh, go against the narrative. What's going on? Yeah, Michelle, I mean, the COVID situation has sure brought that to light. All of a sudden, you have to follow just a prescribed narrow narrative, or you are spreading misinformation and disinformation. Uh, it's clearly censorship at an incredibly high level. 
But when it comes to vaccines for children, I'm a pediatrician. I have been for almost 35 years and I have been mainstream trained at Dartmouth Medical School. When I started seeing my kids weren't doing so well, I wrote that book that you mentioned, The Vaccine Friendly Plan. That caught the attention of the medical board and they've been after me pretty much ever since for the last five years. This has all come to a head though, when in 2019, February of 2019, they sent me another complaint and this time they said, prove that the vaccine friendly plan is as safe as the CDC schedule. I literally laughed because the CDC has never done anything to prove that what they're doing is better than doing nothing. Nevertheless, I thought the ethical thing to do is, all right, let's do a quality assurance data analysis. So I looked at, I had a, hired an expert. A doctor came in, looked at every baby born in my practice and created the data set that then was published on November 23rd, 2020. So 13 months ago, less than 13 months ago. And five days after that peer reviewed publication that you were referring to uh, hit the media, the Oregon Medical Board had an emergency meeting and emergently suspended my license that I was a threat to public health. Well, that's code for you are a threat to our vaccine program. So public health, sadly, is no longer about public health. It's merely about the program. And if the program was causing better health outcomes, that'd be awesome. Sadly, what my study shows is our vaccine program is creating havoc on our health. And, and you alluded to it. What we really need is natural immune system health a robust natural immune system. And boy, when it comes to COVID, which isn't my area at all, other than the observation that I haven't had a single patient get sick enough to go to the emergency room with COVID in my practice for the entire duration of this pandemic. Anyhow, the board took my license December 3rd. They gave it back last June with restrictions. I was not to do any research. I was not to see well children. I was not to discuss vaccines. And so that was sort of interesting. They tipped their hand for the first time because I've always wondered why they were after me with such a veracity. I mean, they're hitting me almost weekly with something new. And it's not patient complaints. It's bored themselves creating things. Well, they didn't want research. Now, that's interesting. So right before Thanksgiving. Well, I want to stop there for just a moment. Yeah. Because that should resonate in our minds. We don't want you digging for information. We don't want you learning. We don't want you doing that science thing. What is science? Just a reminder, those who watch My Michelle Live, you know, as we do science and technology, and as we talk about health, we remind you almost weekly that science is a bunch of theories and ideas based on things that we know, but that theory needs to be poked and prodded and challenge, even with ridiculous ideas, because the truth kind of weighs out. Then we know more and we're more educated and we can uh, grow on that new theory and let it be proked, prodded and challenged. Um, and this is important for you to understand as we continue this conversation. And I have mentioned on my Michelle Live, we look for a deeper story, a God story, if you will. You know, if there's a God, what's he doing in all of this? And what does he expect of us? Well, let me just tell you something very quickly about that God story. If you read 
the Bible. You see God saying, test me, try me, prove me. Uh, you see God saying, come, let us reason together. Hmm. So if God isn't afraid of challenge, then who are we <laughs> for crying out loud? So there you go off the soapbox. Let's get back to this story. Oh, I love that you said that, though. When it comes to science, it is never settled. It's always poking and prodding and trying to see what's going on. And when it comes to vaccine science, it is constantly changing because the environment is constantly changing. So what might have worked 10 years ago, 20 years ago may not work anymore. We have to continually look at it. That's science. I'm so glad you brought in the God thing as well. Uh, whether if you're a listener and you don't believe in God, that doesn't matter. There is something, there is some energy that is making us all click, right? I mean, you, you, you have to know that um, left to its own, nature goes through entropy to chaos. So there has to be a force that pulls us all together. And that excites me. Uh, I feel like I was placed in this moment in time. I'm just going to spill it right here. Uh, so I'm a pediatrician. Why am I acting differently than all the other pediatricians? What the heck's going on? Well, I was raised by missionary kids in Africa. My missionary kids. I was the kid. My parents raised me in Africa. And they taught me to stand up against wrong. When you see something that's wrong, you don't just walk by. You, you stand for what's right. And that was my background. So now I'm here as, as a pediatrician and I'm seeing my kids not doing well. Some of them regressing into severe autism after vaccines. I'm going, what the heck's going on? First, it's a coincidence. Then when you've got hundreds of stories, there is something going on. Let's get the data. So I shared that study. We got the data. It is not looking well for kids who are highly vaccinated. The fewer vaccines you have, the better you seem to do. But what we need is more data, not less. So the board's coming after me. They've taken my license. They gave me back with restrictions. But in January, I face a two-week trial. Now I'm thinking, okay, I, I don't have a lot of hope with this trial just because it's a kangaroo court. But I'm being led. When you said God, I said, I'm being led like, no, you, nothing is beyond what God can do, right? I mean, if, if you understand higher power, God, energy, light, love, love, come on, you cannot destroy love. So we're going to join forces and we're going to go and we're going to beat this board because they're trying to silence truth. They're trying to shut down. So every other doctor out there will be afraid to speak up and will be afraid to do good science. Now, as an example, right before Thanksgiving, I got a 20 page complaint. Now, my attorney says, go through it and answer each thing in detail. It took me about 30 hours, 25, 30 hours. Got all that sent off and I got to work this week on Monday, just a couple, two, three days ago two new board complaints, a 24-page document, and another four-page document. But this four-page one was more important than the 24, because the 24, they just recycle these complaints, which are all basically challenging informed consent. If you want to know what it is, A, do not want us giving informed consent. They want us to push the CDC schedule, end of story, no questions asked. But this other one was very interesting. In 2017, I started a registry called FOI, Pediatric Health Outcomes Initiative. It's a nonprofit. Its sole purpose was to enroll newborns and track their health for 20 years. I'm sorry, 18 years. What's wrong with that? We're just gonna enroll and look. So we can see what are the decisions that parents make that make a difference? Well, this last board complaint from three days ago is inquiring about FOI of all things. What does a medical board have? What business is it of theirs to inquire about a registry that's simply gonna gather data? so that scientists in the future can look at this data set. 
some of you who are older, if you're listening, you may remember the Framingham study. Uh, this was Framingham, Massachusetts, 1950. They enrolled 5,000 adults. And because of that registry, they figured out cigarettes cause cancer, cigarettes cause heart disease, and they've published over 1,200 studies from that registry. That's what I was trying to do with FOI. That's what they're trying to shut down, that and the other research. Try to discredit me because if you can discredit me, then therefore they don't have to pay attention to the research. Well, I'm in this fight for all of you. My attorney says I need to raise a quarter million dollars just to get through the January two-week trial. Um, since they yanked my license a year ago, I have not made a penny in my practice. I'm blessed beyond measure, but I need help to fight the boards. And it's drpaulsfight.com where you can go do that. And the beautiful thing about that is there's a place you can pray. There's a place you can share to, with others. And then if you have the means to help out financially, that would be awesome as well. Now I'm showing that if you are watching rather than listening, you can see it on the screen, drpulsefight.com. Uh, if not, there is a link at mymichellelive.com and many of the places that you are listening to this podcast. Rem keeping in mind that uh, while it's Dr. Paul's fight, um, I think really, if we were to be honest, we would say it's all of our fights. It's a I was laying in bed thinking about that. That was a terrible URL to pick. I am in this with all of us. And so anyway, I made that mistake of picking it as Dr. Paul's No, no, no. It's, it's good because we can remember it. Dr. Paul's yeah. fight. Uh, but it's Dr. Paul's fight for all of us, for our medical freedom, for informed consent. Look, uh, many of us, I, I think vaccines are uh, a great idea. Uh, when we're having an outbreak to have a, a lighter, a dead, this is traditional vaccines, is, is kind of a dead virus, so to speak, uh, that gives our body something to fight against that can keep us from, from uh, horrific effects. I, I, I like that idea. Um, being mm -hmm. a natural girl, I think that homeopathy is much like uh, vaccines. It's giving somebody some a, a dose of something so minute and, and harmless, but it helps to stimulate your immune system. Thing is that when we've gone just kind of wee and there's no questioning, there are things called adjuvants that they put in vaccines that can be harmful. We've seen, uh, for example, a rise in you can't even have peanuts on an airplane because people have these severe reactions to, to peanuts. Well, peanut oil was one of the ingredients used in, in vaccines for, for children. Hmm. So we're having these, these adverse effects. You've also found that, uh, and this paper that got you in trouble found that children who have vaccines uh, are le get sick of, of differing things more. Why is that, do, do you think? And uh, what is it about our immune system that we like to ignore? Yeah, no, it's an excellent question. You know, you'll hear the, the naysayers will say, well, association doesn't mean causation. That's true. Yep. But also, association might mean causation if you it have... Yeah, it doesn't mean you rule it out, though. Right. If Just you have you enough like data it. and it's powerful enough and you have a mechanism, and you've already alluded to it, adjuvants, aluminum that's in about half of the vaccines that are administered to children, is directly toxic to the brain. It is overstimulating to the immune system. So you get allergies and autoimmunity. 
And we know that all, a lot of the side effects we're seeing in children, the chronic diseases are in the allergy autoimmunity autoimmunity categories, as well as direct toxicity. We know also there's a process called immune activation. And if you get too many vaccines too soon, especially with an immature immune system and our CDC schedule just jams the vaccines into the first two years, that mm -hmm. that immune activation will trigger you to go into more allergy and autoimmunity as well. So the mechanisms are known. The data is now coming out strong and robust. My study's not the only one. There are several vaxxed, unvaxxed studies now that are showing the exact same thing. Neurological problems, allergy and autoimmune problems, and direct toxicity problems. And a, a huge study that just came out this past year called the Control Group found that in 48 states of the unvaccinated patients, we're talking mostly adults, but some children, there was no heart disease, no cancer, no diabetes in the unvaxxed. It was like, wow. And there was no ADD or ADHD, which is interesting. I didn't find any ADD or ADHD in my study either. Wow. So there was a lot of uh, similarities between the findings of these studies that are starting to look at the health of the unvaccinated and comparing that to the standard health that we get in the United States. And uh, it's it's absolutely mind-blowing how healthy unvaccinated individuals are. So that's your God-given natural immune system doing what it's supposed to do. We, I, I'm with you. There are great reasons that vaccination could work. Oh, and, and an know. emergency? Uh, you yeah. Know we ha you have the measles right. vaccine, which is a live attenuated virus. I mean, I think that vaccine works. We do have problems with the MMR, but... But if we were in the midst of a horrible measles epidemic, pandemic, if you would, uh, that vaccine could be brought back. And I think it would be we would be lining up for it. Uh, it's a whole different story when you want to talk about COVID, but we probably shouldn't go there. <laughs> oh, believe me, I go there all the time because few people do. And we should be talking about it. Uh, what, what, what we're not teaching people. You mentioned the very heavy vaccination schedule for children under the age of two, when if we were really helping mothers to breastfeed, our that breast milk is freaking miraculous. All yes, those immunities from my body go into my baby. And in fact, new studies show something so crazy awesome about breast milk that if a child is exposed to something, just their saliva interchanging into the breast stimulates things to give to your child in that and giving your child natural um, immunity or, or uh, exposing them to things at an early age helps them to have that natural immunity, which is much more robust. Uh, yeah. And we see that with COVID as, as well. The studies are coming out showing that if you have natural immunity, and especially if you have a strong immune system, variants don't matter. We don't have to fear the Om Omicron or the Delta or whatever may be coming out next because it's like getting a cold at my strong immune system fights it off. Maybe I'll feel a couple, yeah. you know, a day or something, but 
why are we ignoring our immune system? Why are we forgetting to tell people, cut out sugar? Hey, people, we're toxic soup. There's you know toxicity everywhere. You've got to cut those things out. Why are we not doing that? Even if we're pushing a vaccine schedule for children, even if we're f- pushing vaccines with COVID, why are we not seeing the news coming out strong against sodas and you know things that rape our immune system? What, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's money and profits and control, power and control and money. Uh, massive, massive profits from vaccines, especially the COVID vaccine. Like a million dollars I, I would share a day. this. Yeah, I would <laughs> share like- this. So we over-vaccinate our, our people and you get allergies and autoimmunity. When you get autoimmunity, you have to treat those conditions with these severe immunosuppressants. Number one moneymaker, the Humeras and Embrils of the world, and they've got new ones coming on the market every other month, it seems. $100,000 per patient per year kind of stuff. So that's your number one moneymaker is suppressing the immune system. Well, when you suppress the immune system, that's not a good idea. What do you get? Cancer, infections, number two moneymaker, cancer therapies. And what started it all to begin with? Number three moneymaker, the vaccines, except now with the COVID vaccines, I bet you it's going to become number one. So this is just... We have turned our bodies into ATM machines for pharma. Folks, it's time to wake up. I'm not anti-vaccine. We have vaccines in my office. We honor informed consent. That's the process I think you should always be given by your doctor. If your doctor's insisting that their way is the only way, find a new doctor. I think that's powerful. When uh, we're not looking at the full picture autoimmune disorder, I had one. Um, I I had rheumatoid arthritis early onset um, and couldn't walk. Um, I went to a naturopath and said, hey, they want to put me on this weird chemotherapy. It's scaring me. He said, oh, we can take care of that. I had apotherapy. People, that's bee venom. That's like getting stung by a bee. And within three weeks, 100% of my symptoms were gone. I owned a dance wow. studio. I've you know lived this great, normal, healthy life. We There are more things out there that are relatively harmless and have very few uh, negative effects that we completely ignore. But worse than that, we demonize. I wanted to take our last couple of minutes. I know you have another interview coming up. I wanted to give some hope to, I'm not sure what that, I think someone's giving me a call and you're hearing it. So forgive me. Thank you. Sorry about that. It's still going. And yes, I know we're, we're live, uh, but we're also recorded. So we'll, we'll edit that out in the final analysis. Sorry about that. I should have muted that. Uh, As in our final minutes together, you have another interview coming up and I appreciate your time with us today, Dr. Paul. Uh, I wanted to give some hope to families who may be thinking, do I have, is my child suffering from some adverse effects of vaccines? You had mentioned that with vaccinations, I think it, 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 as we said, it can be very helpful in an emergency situation or if you have uh, other complications, comorbidities. But for healthy people, our immune system is something we should focus on. Well, let's just say that we haven't and our kids may have negative effects or that we may see that they're getting sick. What are some things that we can do? Because that is has been part of your practice as well, helping families to deal with the adverse effects. 
Yeah. Great question, Michelle. So first of all, remember you are powerful and you can take charge of your health. You want to stop putting toxins in your body. So you, you stop the poisoning. No more vaccines. If you're worried about this issue, uh, eat organic. If you can drink filtered water, uh, get out and exercise. Because get your that's sleep. the toxicity you were talking about that. Yeah. That reduce toxicity all around. <clears throat> Surround yourself with loving people. We like to live in community now to actually physically detox. Uh, make sure your vitamin D status is really where it should be. Optimal vitamin D is really important for the natural immune system, especially now with COVID. It's the natural immune system that's knocking out COVID, not the antibody side of it. And then besides vitamin D, N-acetylcysteine, NAC, is a really, really important uh, booster of glutathione, which is one of your major detox molecules. And you want to recycle your vitamin C and glutathione antioxidant system. So adequate vitamin C. There's things like selenium, which helps with detox. Uh, chlorella, there, you can go homeopathy like you're, you're familiar with. There are a lot of ways to naturally detox. There are a lot of ways to boost your natural immunity. If you're talking about COVID, we're thinking zinc, quercetin. If you're older, melatonin. So these are some of the things you can do. And honestly, uh, you don't need to be afraid. So take fear out of your life, turn off the television, get outdoors, walk in nature, look at nature, look at the animal kingdom. They're not wearing masks and they're actually doing quite well. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> and you did bring up a really important point, And that is when you've had natural COVID infection, you are immune to all the variants as well because that natural immunity recognizes the whole sequence. Whereas if you're vaccinated, you're just potentially developing antibodies against a very narrow segment of the SARS-CoV-2, the spike protein. And when there's a variant, you don't recognize it anymore, which is why the vaccinated we're finding around the world are suffering at greater and greater extent. Finally, just to say this, because I am a pediatrician, I have 10,000 patients, not a single patient in the hospital or ER for COVID, except a kid who is vaccinated and up hospitalized for myocarditis. Children do absolutely fine with SARS-CoV-2, with COVID-19. They don't need vaccines. Oh, by the way, this is not medical information. This is just a show. We're just talking in theory. But as in, in theory, if you look at the science and you look at the experience I've had, Children don't need this vaccine. They don't need to be masked. They should get the natural disease unless they truly have severe high-risk conditions. This yeah. can be fatal to people who are very high-risk. and Those are the people that need to be careful. Yeah. And those are the people that should be maybe quarantined, uh, social distanced and, and and consider the, the vaccine uh, for protection because those co comorbidities are a real thing. Uh, sure. But for the rest of us, helping us to get a robust immune system, no matter what you're facing, remember we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Our immune system is freaking miraculous. Build it up. Find out how you can, can do that with the information that you get on this show. We are here for you. And finally, I want you to go to drpaulsfight.com. And if you can help support him in his fight, remember that Dr. Paul's fight is really for all of us, for informed consent, for getting true information out there. If we continue down this road, it will continue to get more dangerous. You will, uh, it, we're, we'll see people jailed for trying to help people in, in, in alternative ways, ways that go against the narrative. It's not good science. 
it's not good health and it's not good for our society or for our freedom. Dr. Paul, thank you for fighting for us. I'm here to support you. Will you join us again soon? Absolutely, Michelle. And thank you to the listeners. There's a gives and go program there. You can click on the pray button. I believe in the power of prayer. We're going to go in January and fight this medical board and we're going to win. So I appreciate your support. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Thank you. Bye. More Health Watch at MyMichelleLive.com. Hi, Michelle. Hi. I'm sorry I couldn't take your call earlier. I was recording, but I did get your message. Okay. So thank you for calling me back. Is that going to be okay for you? Or do of you course. Need to I just sent an email to you. Yeah. As long as I have the information, that's, that's fine. I only promoted that we were talking about the information, not who we were talking with. So no one will know. Okay. okay. Perfect. And he's still, he's the general counsel for the Justice Foundation. So he should do a great job as oh, well. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, it, I, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Thank you so much for calling me back. And just let me know if you need anything at all. I will. And, you know, Samantha, thank you so much for taking care of this on short notice. I always love working with you guys and appreciate you so much. It's, you guys are just top oh. notch. You're, you're, a, you're like uh, one of the people that we refer to on our staff as like uh, one of our associate producers because you give us all the information we need and it's, it's just great. So Aww. thank you, Samantha. And happy holidays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. And so Linda said, oh, what a pleasure you were to work with, too. So I'm, I'm just so happy to help. And um, just anytime you need anything, just let us know. And we'll make sure we take care of it for you. Thank and you. And happy holidays to you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Have a good day. All right.